profit on a $6,000 investment would be upwards of $60,000. Dollars, 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 dollars. And we are back. Welcome back to the Cash Leads Podcast, where we talk about the sport of money. Welcome to episode 28, guys. we got a really interesting episode that we're about to get into. But first, if you are listening um, on, the, on the recorded show, obviously you guys have heard this before, and that is that Boost CBD is, uh, is the sponsor of the show. And at Boost CBD, we make cannabis products for people who don't like getting high, utilizing CBD for performance and recovery. This show, of course, cannot happen without half of the Asian Avengers. I've been spending a lot of time with Brian Pham. Damn. <laughs> and of course, we have Dilly the Sound Guy out in Mexico. We got a really interesting three weeks coming up. Um, our team is going to be completely split up um, over the next three weeks or so it's going to be a good challenge as we try and figure out how we're going to put these shows out don't worry boys and girls we will be here today's episode guys is interesting because it was all inspired by one post from our good friend uh the cannabis sommelier and if you guys haven't checked him out check him out the cannabis som on instagram this guy does some amazing stuff uh he's trying to normalize the use sorry normalize the uh the how would you call this normalize the usage the knowledge and the culture of cannabis through the vernacular of wine and how he does it is through these uh infused dining events incredible he's an absolute pro at every sense of the imagination i want to welcome everybody on the ig live who's watching live how you doing we got brian behind the cameras if you have questions throw them out there we may answer them but according to this show 50 50 shot but throw them out there today's show guys we're going to talk about um a simple fact that in 86 days, I believe, will be the turn of the decade. Huge, uh, huge milestone. So one of the big things we want to talk about is 10 years in, and uh, it, it really brought up a really interesting question, which was, where the hell were you 10 years ago? What were you doing 10 years ago? And think about it from 10 years ago, you probably told yourself, when I grow up, I'm going to be this person. I'm going to have this. I'm going to do this with these people. Well, if you're going to really take a look and think back, are you there today? And if not, what a great time to turn around and, 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 and reflect and think about those things. Because within 86 days, we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions. And that's a whole other topic. I can't wait to get into that because we have a whole system built out, ready to go to give you guys some ideas on that. But... I'm going to reflect and tell you guys if uh, uh, where I was 10 years ago. And this is really also double spurred on from a website called the Players Tribune. And if you don't know, it's an amazing website, the Players Tribune. Google it. And basically, it's a it's almost like a journal. Uh, it's a website. It's a blog that takes a real journalistic approach at the inside dialogue of what athletes do. So kind of like Sports Illustrated, but na but narrated by athletes. Uh, it was created by Derek Jeter. It's amazing. One of the features that they have in the show is called A Letter to My Younger Self. And why that's interesting, because they have actually all the greats in there. I think they have Pele does one in there. Um, they have uh, all types of goalies, wide receivers. And these are stars that are in their, in their prime. They're Pete Sampras did an amazing article in there. And what it is, is these athletes write a letter 
to their younger selves and explain to them the journeys, the trials, the tribulations, what to look out for, lessons to learn throughout the life. And I think that couldn't be more fitting for today's show because we're going to go after uh, things that I would have told myself, and more importantly for myself, hindsight, what I've learned over the last 10 years. So let me take you back. The year is 2009, and 25-year-old Donnie is uh, owning a nightclub. And uh, just a sneak peek, guys, a spoiler, owning a nightclub is as fun and as awesome as everybody thinks. It is, it is fun. It's crazy. It's wild. It's a lot of booze, booze, fun, party, everything you see in music videos, that's what it was. Now, when I was 25, I told myself, one of these days, I'm going to be a billionaire. It's stuff you tell yourself in your 20s. You just think it's so easy. And so I said, I'm going to be a billionaire and I'm going to be a successful business guy and uh, I'm going to have companies, and I'm going to work from anywhere in the world, laptop lifestyle. It was cool 10 years ago too, guys, and it's just as unrealistic as it is today. So what I actually learned 10 years ago was fast forward 10 years till now, it actually took myself 10 years to gain the right experience, to meet the right people, to get in the right mind space, to create the right foundation, to be able to build this lifestyle on top of it because laptop lifestyle is one thing like you you could really sell everything in your life right now and go live a laptop lifestyle but if you don't have the right skills if you don't have the right experience to build out that freedom to earn that freedom so that you can go and live somewhere else while making the income and let's forget the word passive income if you're just making income or if you're just traveling whatever it is we're going to dig deep into that so the lessons that I've learned over the last 10 years, that these lessons that take me 10 years to glean from all across the country, from different mentors, from all the failures and the successes, these are my 10 lessons. If I was to write a letter to my younger self, and hopefully for you guys who are out there who are on your journey, this might help you as well. Number one, and I promise there are going to be a lot of nuggets in these ones because, again, uh, these have been well thought out, well executed, and, and very much journaled throughout the years that have evolved to the point to where they are now. So number one, what I would tell you guys who are out there uh, on your journey and to young Donnie, I would say number one, number one thing, get your money right. This is extremely important. I'm going to touch on a few notes, a few points as we really look into this concept. Get your money right. It's absolutely important. We are in a money world. Everything revolves around money. If you're trying to make moves, if you're going to support your family, if you're going to make your dreams come true, if you're going to have that freedom, if you're going to just be your best self, you're going to need money. Okay. First off, you're going to have to understand the difference between cash and cash flow. Two completely different things. You can have cash and you get cash in your bank account. But if you don't figure out how to get cash flow and how to get money working for you while you sleep, you will be working for the rest of your life. And that's one of the main things that a lot of, once, once you understand that concept, the whole game of money changes. Cash flow is how much money is coming in constantly, whether, you, whether you're at work or not. Cash is cash right? Cash in bank account, cash in your pocket. Now, one, you have to go out and get. And the second you stop working, you stop making money. And that's why the difference is um, even people with high paying jobs, the people you see was say like executives, lawyers, doctors who seem to make a lot of money. Yes, they do. But the second they stop, even dentists, they make a ton of money. But if they don't show up to work, they stop earning. 
And so the difference is with cash flow, it keeps coming in no matter what. Even if it's just a dollar a day. If you can figure out how to just make a dollar a day while you sleep, at least you're in the right mindset and you're understanding, okay, how do I keep building cash flow? And so on that note, what I would tell myself to set up for cash flow is I would tell my younger self to save, save more. Now, everybody knows this. Okay, save, 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 save for a rainy day, save, save your money, don't blow your dough, whatever. I'm actually not about that. I'm all about blowing your dough. Blow your dough, blow your cash when you're young because the experiences are, 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 are countless. Okay, those, those, those go on with you. Having fun with your friends, being belligerent, it is actually kind of fun and you do want to live that out. But you do want to save money and put it aside for the war chest so that you can make investments into assets that produce cash flow extremely important that you can that you can invest in vehicles that pay you and this could be anything from side businesses that have systems in place it could be and we talked about that a few shows ago about buying uh, online websites refer back to show what was that episode 25 we had with uh with greg elfrank where he talks about how you can buy companies that are already producing money with very minimal work on your part that can continue to pay you while you sleep other things, obviously, is real estate are great. Uh, maybe you can buy intellectual property. Maybe you can buy coding, anything like that. Maybe even use that money to write that book you've always thought about. And then that book continues to pay you every time someone buys it, make a book, uh, a, 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 you know, a click funnel online, whatever, continues to pay you. So literally printing money. Now, saving not to save. I don't really believe in saving just to save. I'll save to save when there's an entire, when I'm just overloaded with money and I really don't know what to do with it. Sure, we'll do that. But in the meantime, my strategy is purely about saving so that when the right investment comes, I'm ready. I'm ready and I can go all in without even thinking twice. When the numbers match up, it's with the right team, the right people, I'm going all in without hesitation. And that's why I would save money. That's why I haven't saved money. And that's what I tell my younger self. Now, Another thing, I think this was something that, especially in this day and age, maybe because of social media, maybe because of Instagram, there's a real hatred on working, working for money. People say it's evil, chase your passion, uh, do what you love, don't do, uh, I don't know about all that. I don't know about that. Ray Dalio had a great post today about having the right work ethic and the right, uh, being flexible enough and having the right things put in place so that you can create this 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 freedom of chasing your passion very very different working for money is not a bad thing and but just so you know having ambitions to make a ton of money is not a bad thing whatsoever but just know that if you're working just for money you will likely burn out eventually you'll likely burn out you just won't have the fuel. You just won't have that inner spark to really go to the highest distances. And even when you get there, I'm sure you guys have heard of this, of how many millionaires are actually miserable inside. Um, work for money. It's great. It's great. If you have the talent, you have the skill to, to, to acquire, or sorry, to command a high rate, absolutely do it. But remember, the things that are actually worth the most in life are the relationships, the experiences, and your purpose. Those are the three multipliers and actually creating a great life. And it all boils down, it comes down to your relationships, the experiences you have through life, and your purpose. At the end of the day, when you're on a deathbed, what did I accomplish? Did I do what I was set out to do? 
And I think in Calgary specifically, oil cities, um, we see that a lot where the money's great, but eventually you're just not interested in the work. You really, what happens when the bank account is full? You really start asking the questions. Okay, I have everything I want. What is there now? And those are the three things you want to keep in mind. Relationships, have great relationships in your life. Don't ruin relationships. Don't burn relationships. Uh, in fact, give the extra mile to build amazing relationships because that's what changes, tones, shapes, strengthens your life, gives a lot of value. The experiences that you get experienced throughout this journey of yours are, are likely going to be the ones that you care about most. The big fat check is great the first time, second time, third time. Buy your 10th big fat check. It's just a big fat check. And of course, your purpose. Uh, we talk lots about this, about climbing the second mountain. What happens when people uh, achieve that first goal? Something usually happens, brings it back down to life. And it usually revolves around exactly those things, relationships, uh, some sort of experience, lack of purpose, which knocks you back down, and then you go for the second mountain. So remember that. Those are the things I talk about for cash. Cash topic 1A. Easy come, easy go. For all the young people out there who are looking for the easy come up, the easy cash. Just remember that. Easy come, easy go. The easier it comes, the faster it's going to slip right through your fingers. Some just might be some woo-woo metaphysical shit that you don't want to listen to, but really it comes down to you just don't value it. You just won't value a dollar if someone gives it to you. Whereas opposed if you went out there, took the time, battled for it, fought for it. It is yours. You claimed it. The, the, the sense of achievement is so much deeper and you will absolutely value it more than the dollar that's given to you. Easy come, easy go is uh, kind of a tie, tied to greed, right? One of, one of, the, one of the, 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 the seven deadly sins and whatnot. But more importantly, to really dig down to it, it's, it's that shortcuts lead to long detours. And I'll leave that with you to unpack it. But in my experience, that's how it's always been. Every single short take cut you take either comes back to bite you in the ass or if you take the shortcut, you haven't earned the right experience, which means you haven't earned, you haven't been able to build up the, the, the with experience will come skill. With skill comes creativity. With, with creativity comes a wider vision of understanding how to see the angles of opportunities, situations, whatnot. It's a difference between making you an expert where you can handle higher, more complex problems, which you then later you can actually command a higher rate, and kind of the phonies where you kind of shortcutted your way to the, the top of the line. And of course, you just won't be equipped well enough to handle when shit hits the fan. Easy come, easy go. So that's kind of the money talk, first and foremost. That's, that's how it encapsulates uh, uh, the big ones. Oh, and, and of course, uh, I'll throw this one in there too. Don't go into debt. Do not go into debt. If you guys want to know about debt, I am the LeBron James of getting myself into massive debt when I was young. I'm a pro at how to do that wrong. Do your best. Do not go into debt. And this would be one that I had to learn in the recent years. I wish I knew this when I was younger uh, about the debt. Credit cards are not for consuming. Learned this from the man Grant Cardone. Credit cards are not for consuming. Do not buy things for consumption on your credit card. Okay, credit cards, um, you're buying things. Sure, it's, you know, let's say you buy a $100, $100, I don't know, pair of shoes. You buy a $100 pair of shoes, the interest that you're accruing on that shoe, if you don't pay it, actually ends up being way more than $100. And especially if we're talking about if you don't clear your credit card every single month, what's happening is, 
is that you're stacking more debt on top of you. So that $100 shoes, the next week, maybe it's a night drinking. Okay, maybe it's throw 200 bucks. It's only $300 in my credit card. No big deal. The problem is that $100 is now getting interest 18% every single month. But once you put on more, it's not 18% on the $100, it's 18% on the $300 and more and more and more. And now what happens? Next thing you know, you look at your credit card statement, boom, you're thousands in debt with interest on top of it. You do not want compound interest working against you. It is the eighth wonder of the world. We're going to visit this at the end of the talk. Do not put yourself in credit card debt or any sort of high, um, high interest debt. It is, we're going to work against you. Okay, now that we got the money topic out of the way. And guys, on the IG Live, if you guys have any questions, please throw them through. We will answer them. We have someone stationed right behind the phone. Those of you who are joining on the recording, I hope you guys are getting lots of value out of this. I'm done with the money side. Uh, let's now move on to the next part about work. How to choose what type of work you want to do when you're younger. Well, I would tell my younger self this. There is a major difference between passion, talent, and dreams. They are not the same whatsoever. And I'm gonna break this down for everybody. Passion is something that you absolutely love. It's something that you could talk about forever. And it could be something stupid. It could be about Japanese pens. Maybe you love calligraphy. There's one, you love fonts and you love calligraphy. And so with that, your passion has always been studying all types and types of scripts. Maybe on your Instagram, you follow people who make logos and lettering. Um, Falcon King is a great, a great account for that. There's another one I actually love them even better. I can't think of him at the moment. He's incredible. Maybe you love script and maybe you love uh, typography, for instance. Well, that's your passion. And I don't like how people say these days, like, follow your passion and you'll never have to work in your day of life. Uh, that's, that's true and it's not true. But at the same time, you have to understand that if that's your passion, that's fine. You don't necessarily have to create a life where you make money off that. What you can do is use that in every single way you can in all the jobs you do. So let's say you love, you love uh, the same example. You love the script, you love typography. Maybe you work at a coffee shop. Okay, I just work at a coffee shop. Use those skills and be in the one in charge of all the boards, of all the chalkboards or all the menus and script the hell out of those boards and use every single opportunity to bring that passion to life. If you're one for photography, well, use your Instagram, use your uh, uh, mobile platforms, your social media, and just take and practice great pictures. It doesn't necessarily have to pay you. I think that's kind of a pipe dream. I think that's kind of foolish to just say, oh, I'm gonna chase my dream. Because the second one, which is different, because just because you're, you're, you're interested and you love something, doesn't mean you're any good at it yet. But there are things that you innately are very, very good at. And that's called your talent. That's the things that you're talented in. So for some, you might just be athletically talented. You might just be a freak. Maybe you jump 50 inches off the ground. For some of you, maybe you're a great public speaker. Maybe some of you, your talent is you have a great high emotional quotient and you understand how to speak to people in, in a way that's very empathetic. These are all talents that come natural to you. Here's a cool thing about that. A lot of people don't understand. Those are talents that you are so innately just so well equipped with. They come so easy, so fast to you. Something to think about is that most of the planet is not good at that like you are. Some people are good at speaking. Well, guess what? Most people suck at speaking. 
Take that a step further, talking to people, having good social skills. Most people, I'd say 50-50 are good, kind of bad. And the highest skill is public speaking. If you can speak in public, most people aren't just naturally equipped with that. So understand what your talents are. And it could be anything. You could be very talented at math. You could be very talented at foreseeing problems within systems, right? You could easily just see, okay, I can see this. This is how this system works. Um, I can break it down. Okay, workflow comes here. Here's how the customers come in. Okay, this is how they order. And instantly you can just see, okay, that's a bottleneck, bottleneck. Those are all things that you're very talented with that most people aren't. Understanding what your talents are, that's actually probably where you're going to make the most money off the bat because your brain just works in a way where you're going to receive the information, process it very, very, very quickly, understand it, load it into your, your, the software of your brain and be able to implement it almost instantly. Those are your talents. I would say try to gear or try to at least bring those out in your workplace because that's where you're going to show the most value because you're already so far ahead, so many people. They say hard work beats talent, but only when talent doesn't work hard. So when you are talented and you work hard, man, that's where the money comes in. And then the last part about this, there's passion, there's talents, and then there's dreams. I think, especially when we're younger, we get really caught up in our dreams. I want to be rich. I want to travel the world. I want to have a big house. I want to have a hot wife. I want to have a hot husband. I want to have three kids and a picket fence and blah, blah, blah. Well, those are your dreams. You might not necessarily be passionate about it. It's just what you've always wanted, right? Maybe you've just always wanted nice shit. I know I have. <laughs> but understand that your dreams, you have to work for your dreams, okay? And just because you want it doesn't mean you're gonna get it. I think a lot of people get discouraged when they don't have what they want and then they go on Instagram and see it everywhere. All these people are living my dream and I don't have it. Therefore, I now must be not good enough, not smart enough, not lucky enough. Uh, how come, if only, and then that's the kind of, kind of shit starts coming in, right? So really understand the difference between your passion which is things that you could, you're deeply interested about, your talent, your God-given gifts, or things that you just naturally can absorb, that you can execute, things that you have creative explosions about, if you will. And the last thing is your dreams. They're completely different. And you can structure your income and what type of jobs you take around that. Use your dreams as the benchmark of where you're going Use your talent to really set yourself away from the competition and use your passion to intertwine that into everything you do so that you can learn more about it as you go on. Now, here's the key what everyone talks about. If you um, find your passion, you'll never have a work in your day or in your life. This is where I think this is where it counts, okay? This is the only time when that actually counts. If you find your passion and you link it somehow with your talent, and you work hard at it and use the dream as the, as the finish line, that makes you absolutely unstoppable. That's when you get into the championship mindset because that's when you have something that's so powerful that you can wake up in the morning and let nothing stop you. You're linking it with something that you're extremely talented in, so already you're ahead of the, all your competition. But the last part is you have the supernova fuel, which is the passion built in. Now you're in a league of your own. If you stay on that course, yes, you will never work a day in your life. And yes, you will command a very high pay. And not only that, you'll be happy as a pig in shit, puppy with two tails, whatever else people are very happy at. Now, how do you get there? 
how do you get there? Because um, a lot of times people just don't know. Like, okay, I don't know what I'm talented at. Um, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't really know what I want yet. So here's the next part. Lessons that I had to learn along the way. Trust your gut. There's a reason behind this phrase about trust your gut. And it's not just some phrase that means, you know, um, I have a feeling about this. There is actual physiological science behind this. And it's taking the human body hundreds of thousands of years to evolve this feeling in your gut. And I'm going to go into a little bit. I got a lot of help from uh, from, a, from a friend, Laura Mark. She's out there somewhere. Very interesting, bright young lady there. And also within uh, my own studies, as Boost really starts pushing into the performance realm, we got some amazing content coming up for you guys. But this took me a good part of the last 10 years. I always kind of knew to follow my gut, your spidey sense, if you will. Your sixth sense is always right. Usually always right. I personally, myself, I don't, Meet to me, people said, I trusted my gut and then now I hate my life. Can't say I've ever heard that. Now, the reason behind that phase, check this out. Did you know that your gut, it's the only organ in the body that has its own nervous system? The only one. Not only that, it has millions of physical nerve endings that are literally connected to your brain and sending messages to it all day long. All day, all night, whether you're thinking or not, it's an automat, uh, autonomous, uh, um, autonomous system, always sending it back and forth. So you're telling me that the only part of your body that has millions, it has its own nervous system connected straight into your brain with millions of nerve endings communicating back and forth. It and it actually houses more neurotransmitters than the brain. And if that's not impressive enough, your gut, produces around 90% of the serotonin in your body. Serotonin being the happy chemical in the body. That is how incredible the gut actually is. It knows more, and that's why a lot of people call it your second brain. Thank you, Laura. Almost reading this verbatim from the amazing job that she put as transcribing this. So that's why a lot of times you guys might feel something like the butterflies in the stomach when you meet someone that you date, when you're excited about something, maybe when you're a kid, you can't wait for Christmas, all that excitement that's happening in the belly. But not only that, there's the opposite when your stomach drops and you get bad news and it's like you feel like your stomach turns or flips. Well, that's how closely the brain and the gut work together. These emotions, they come one and the same. To go even a little bit deeper, when you're first born and you're just a bunch of cells that are just slowly starting to starting to turn into the human body, you're actually, three things happen. The first three things that develop in your body, there's actually three tubes. The first tube actually has a little knot in the middle and that actually eventually turns into your heart. The second tube uh, has a little bulb at the top and that eventually turns into your brain. But the third tube is the most interesting one. Because the third tube is that it actually has a little bulge in the middle. And that actually turns into your stomach, which eventually turns into your kidneys and your lungs as they branch out. And in the middle of the tube, more little bubbly things branch out. And that ends up being your lungs. And then the top of the tube ends up being your esophagus and everything inside your mouth. The bottom of the tube is your butt. So that tube accounts for more of the development of the inside of your body than you think. And that is how powerful the gut is. It, the gut is, it knows everything that's going wrong around you. The second brain is that powerful. Trust your gut. 
when you have a weird feeling about something, it, don't you usually feel it in your body, not in your brain? When you feel that you should be doing the right thing or if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you usually feel it kind of lower in your body. That's when it usually kicks in. When you're excited, super excited, like before a big game, before a date, it usually takes place in the stomach, rumbles out into the arms when you have the tingly arms. That all comes from the gut. Trust your gut. It is very, very, very unlikely that it's going to lead you down the wrong way. And those are things that I had to learn over and over again where I had signals that, that made me stop in my tracks just like you will sometimes. And, some, and, and when it happens, you think, well, that might be more of a coincidence. No, these aren't coincidences. What's happening is your brain and your gut are working together. They're picking up signals all the time, storing them in the subconscious. And when you notice something off, kind of like that, that the glitch in the matrix when the cat comes across and he says, uh, deja vu, that means there's agents. Well, that's the same thing with your life. Your body understands it. So remember that. Just to recap, things I would tell myself 10 years ago, get your money right, Donnie, cash versus cash flow. Save so that you can make investments into assets that produce cash flow. I wouldn't save just for the sake of saving. In fact, in my 20s, I would blow cash, have fun, but at least save enough so you can have a war chest. Uh, working for money is not a bad thing as long as you understand that that's not going to give you fulfillment, which will come, that will make a lot of difference as you get older and mature more. What's more important, relationships, experiences, and purposes. Easy come, easy go. Don't take shortcuts. The easier it comes, the easier it's going to slip through your fingers because shortcuts most likely lead to long detours. For work, there is a difference between passion, talent, and dreams. Don't get them confused. That'll lead you the wrong way. And moving over, trusting your Got to trust the Spidey sense. If you don't know what a Spidey sense looks like, you guys should watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Amazing animation to actually show you what it would like, what your gut feeling looks like when it's going off and it's telling you good things or bad things. It knows both. Okay. Bingo. Great question. What an amazing question. We just had a question come through the Instagram live. Who's that, sorry? Aho NHK. Aho NHK. What a perfect question. Thank you for that. First off, an air horn for the amazing question. How do you, once you start understanding the gut feeling, how do you take the courage to take action on the gut? And that's amazing because 10 years ago, I would keep ignoring it because most of the time, it doesn't seem, it almost seems surreal what your body's telling you. And so the word courage only comes from one place, and that is to act. You can only gain courage when you act and do the right thing. And once again, if you understand that at least your gut is telling you, you're not really ever going to take a chance because you're betting on yourself. And as long as you bet on yourself, you can never go wrong. You might make a mistake, but you're never going to bet wrong. I would always bet on myself over anything, over what my parents say, what my loved ones say, what friends say, what people closest, experts, especially those fucking Instagram gurus. You can always bet on yourself over Instagram gurus. I'll tell you that. So that's the big thing. Just take the first step and listen to the gut. And maybe the follow-up question for my friend out there is, well, if I listen to it, I don't have a plan. How do I at least act on it? You won't have it, but once again, trust the gut. Trust the gut will lead you the right way. Bet on yourself. Amazing question. Thank you for that. And if I didn't answer that and you have follow-up questions, shoot it over. I will definitely keep explaining it as we go along and help you steer you guys the right way. The next one. 
Um, before, at the beginning of the talk, we talked about not getting yourself into debt. Don't get yourself into bad debt. There's good debt and there's bad debt. And we're going to talk about that right now because we're going to talk about compounding interest. Understand how to use this. YouTube compounding interest. And this should be one of your money goals. Might not even be your, your goal in life, but have this as a money goal of how to use compounding interest. Compounding interest is often described as the eighth wonder of the world. I believe that either comes from Albert Einstein or it comes from... Um, not Bernie Sanders, the other old guy, but super rich. Berkshire Hathaway, what's his name again? Berkshire Hathaway. Um, can't think of the name right now, but somebody out there, throw it out there. And of course, if you're in the finance where you know exactly what I'm talking about, uh, one of the, uh, Buffett, Warren Buffett. There we go. Ooh, air horn for Donnie. <laughs> Warren Buffett. <laughs> Warren Buffett or Albert Einstein, one of the two, the greatest minds, they are the ones, I believe, who are credited with this. Compounding interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Well, if you don't quite understand what that means, I'm going to break it down in an analogy, which is, and, and this is actually going to have three incredible points. Stay with me on this. Compounding interest is basically when you put money, let's just say you park it in one place, and with the interest that an institution or some sort of vehicle or the market will give you, it keeps raising in value systematically over and over and over again. So um, banks, I guess, would be the most uh, um, general way of understanding this. If they give you interest rates, when you put your money in there, they'll, it'll start compounding, earning interest, usually it's just like a few points, but it's growing itself. And I guess on a uh, organic example, if you put your plant, you have a little plant in a seed and you put it into the earth, your interest is how much you take care of it, right? You're going to pour water. You're going to let it sunshine. You're going to come visit every single day. And at first you see nothing, but every single day, a little bit more, it's going to keep compounding on itself. You keep putting in the work, a little bit of work, and then eventually the plant will kind of grow on its own. That's the organic way. In the compounding interest way, you leave it, set it, and forget it. Now, why that's important? Because if you do it the opposite way and have in compound interest coming against you, that's the credit card example because it's growing, but it's a monster that's growing and the monster is getting stronger and stronger and stronger and eating up your finances, eating up all your money where, of course, the, the most dangerous place to be is where I was for, I don't know, a decade. And that's just paying the minimum on the credit card. Dangerous place to be because paying the minimum neither pays down the interest that keeps growing and growing and growing, nor does it pay down what you owe, which is called the principal. So it's growing a massive monster that's coming to kill you in finances. The opposite is growing a dragon that you can fly around just like that crazy kid's movie, How to Train a Dragon. Train yourself a dragon that will help you, not destroy you. That's compounding interest. Now, in life compounding interest and this is going to be one of the most important keys that i'll actually tell my young self for myself if i was to write the letter to myself 10 years ago for myself especially for the high achievers um in life if you're trying to build projects if you're trying to really push forward the key is momentum is understanding momentum because if you have big lofty goals they're usually so big that it takes a long time to get there. Just like when we talked about the passion, the, the talent and all that, it takes a long, long time to build um, 
to find the right experience, to fail at enough things that you finally figure out the equation, to have enough successes where you start downloading the software in your brain. But more importantly, it's the momentum. Eventually, you will build enough momentum where it starts working with you. Just like when you watch sporting games and you see your team is getting crushed. They can't, they're getting stopped. They're dropping the ball. They're losing the puck. They can't, they're getting stopped left, right, and center. They can't score a goal for the life of them. But then something happens, like a big hit. Boom. Oh, the crowd goes crazy. All of a sudden, the whole team is charged up. Now they can't make a mistake at all. Now they're making every single right play, pass, um, whatever. And now they're unstoppable. That happens in your life as well. And I will accrue this to, um, my perfect example is starting the business. When we started the cannabis business three years ago, um, no one even knew what CBD was, where I was from. In Canada, the big, the big hoopla was uh, Canada legalizing marijuana. What a, what a time to be alive, except at that time, three years ago, it wasn't legalized yet. Everybody was on this green rush. They either want to start a, start a dispensary, grow weed, or this, that, and the other. And then I came along and said, hey, here's some stuff that doesn't get you high. Well, that's how I thought about it. This is how other people thought about it. <laughs> Why the hell would I want to get less high or not high at all? And so for myself, not only is starting a company very, very hard, let alone starting a company by yourself because I didn't have partners in a team put in place yet, underfunded, as in zero. Um, and if that's not hard enough, now you're in an industry that's not even prepared yet. It's not even a real thing yet. And then the concept is so tough to explain that nobody even understands what the hell you're talking about. That was the journey for Boost CBD. So what I understood it took was, okay, we just have to take this one step at a time and eventually there'll come a point where the scale, where the, where the scales will tip and eventually at least the first part is I don't have to explain it anymore. That was a big thing. Fast forward three years later, uh, now the momentum's on my side. Before where I was chasing everyone, trying to explain CBD to every single person that I talked to, trying to get any single deal, anyone to try it, buy it, um, anyone just to talk to me about it. Now we've gone to the point where people are coming to me, where people are saying, okay, this is the CBD guy. Talk to him. Hey, what are you guys doing? And now you guys kind of see, especially if you follow on Instagram, it's not the same Mickey Mouse operation that it was before. Now we have amazing products. We have products in the pipeline. Uh, the the, the customer base is growing. The awareness about CBD is growing. Our platform is growing. We're building the education around CBD. And of course, the content is getting better and better. And eventually by next year, now we can really understand and start forecasting. But not only that, the momentum starts taking over and it really takes you for a ride. And I guess the best way to explain this is uh, from, from John Maxwell, one of the greatest speakers, uh, world-renowned coach of leaders. He explains it like this is that a train moving at 80 miles per hour can smash through a brick wall. No problem. Can smash right through a brick wall. But a train at a complete stop, if you just put a little one-inch block under its wheels, cannot move. It cannot move from a dead stop. And that is the difference between lady momentum. When it's on your back, you're unstoppable. But understand how to get momentum and how you get momentum is every single day consistency and letting it build, letting your work, showing your work, investing that work, 
going through the hard times, gaining that experience, getting better, better every single day at whatever it is you're doing, whether it's for your talent, your passion, or your craft, or of course your dreams. Eventually, enough work put in, enough energy gets put in, it'll attract, build, construct enough uh, vehicles, people, systems, attention behind your back where it'll start carrying you through. You're going to see that at, at this point. And I hope if you guys have been following us on Instagram, if not, I've documented this entire journey from day one. You guys can watch the hard first days of CBD. You guys can watch the dead stop of how we started the, the Airbnb uh, just over a year ago. And you guys are obviously watching the uh, the, the, the growth of the, the podcast studio. And the best, if you guys want to watch from a dead stop, you can watch from the podcast because we will be re- releasing all the footage. You guys can watch what it looks like from day one to where we are now. If you want to watch from a dead stop of a brand new venture, you guys can watch to the one-to-one media where now we're just starting to build this company and you guys can see something from dead stop and you can watch the momentum from there. If you want to join in where the momentum's hot, tune into the Airbnb where we are flying. Picking up properties left, right, and center and maximizing on the revenue. If you guys want to see something more creative, check out Boost because if you guys check our posts from last year, we're still trying to figure ourselves out, find our voice, find our brand. You guys are kind of seeing what we're doing now. It's hot, it's crazy, it's interesting, and we are leading the pack. If we have any questions on IG Live, please push them through because I am com- I'm coming around on the, final, uh, on the final lap here and I'm going to hit this and get out of here hot. Last one. Oh, actually, no, sorry. This is actually a huge point on compounding interest. And I really want to get deep on this one because I don't hear anyone talking about this, but I know this is huge. Um, It's mostly when I'm coaching. When I'm coaching, I understand and lead people through this point, but I'm going to today break it out for you guys, uh, black and white. When you are building and when you're trying to get yourself to the next level, make sure that you keep this concept in your head. And it's called escape velocity. And what I mean by that, and I'm going to use finances because it's, it's the easiest to, to envision. And it's where I was in a bad place for a long time. And let's just say you are in a bad place financially. And you're trying to tell yourself, okay, I need to get the hell out of here. Obviously, I need to get a job. I need to start budgeting. I need to figure out how to put money aside. All things that we explain in the baby budget on episode 19. Is there an effect for that? I don't know. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 19, the baby budget. You can check that out. However, even if you have the tools and you have the right knowledge and you have the right plan and you understand how to build momentum, how much momentum you have to build, it's called escape velocity because a rocket ship, before it takes off, has to create enough energy to take lift up, not just lift itself up, but also has to escape Earth's gravity. You yourself have to escape your own gravity before you break through into the next level. And that's going to include, and let's keep it with finances. It's going to include, if you're in a bad spot, it's going to include not just uh, getting a job and all those things you know you have to do. It's also going to include all the things you probably haven't paid for. And I'm talking about things like taxes, bills, and then just the things that come up with life, unexpected bills, unexpected expenses, your car breaks down, you lose a tire, uh, crash your car, whatever, get kicked out of your place. All those things that happen to you along the way, those aren't evil, bad things and bad luck. That's just escape velocity. Those are things, that's the gravity of the things that you've built around you that are still holding you down. 
for relationships, it might be, you know, your bad reputation you had before that's still following you. It could be um, bad relationships that are still following you that kind of lingering behind. That's not bad luck. That's not, whoa, whoa, is me. That's just escape velocity. That's the gravity from the choices you've made. You have to keep pushing past that. So even though that's what escape velocity is, even though you think you have the plan, you may have this new life and you're slowly making headway towards it, there's still the gravity you have to break through. And that's called escape velocity. Really huge when you guys are on your path, um, when you've chosen where you want to go. And that's the last part. What I would tell myself 10 years ago, um, and this is a big one because when I help people or when I, I shouldn't say I help people, when I have nice, deep, open conversations with people, I always ask people the root question is this, what do you want? And for some reason, no one can answer that. No one can just answer that simple question. What do you want? So I would tell my younger self, get clear on what you want from life. Simple sentence, but what's simple to do is also simple not to do. And what I mean by that is get clear on what you want from life. For some, it's family. Um, they want a great family. They want a family that they can love, grow with, cherish, uh, uh, raise, whatever. For others, it's work. For others, it's work. I want to be in this industry. I know I want to uh, do my work in here for whatever reason. For some, it's money and travel. Maybe they just want, hey, listen, I want money so that I can be free. Okay. For some, it's I just want to travel. I want to see the world. Get clear on what you want and then honestly start reverse and, and really start picking out what pieces that you want and be able to write it down exactly what you want in life. And if you haven't done this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an example of exactly what this looks like because I'm going to guess that if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably ordered a pizza before in your life. So what's the, uh, what's the process of ordering pizza? Let's, let's go the old school way. You're going to pick up the phone. You're going to call them. Hey, how's it going? I want a pizza. They're going to ask you, what kind of pizza would you like? You're probably going to choose. What kind of pizza? Maybe it's pepperoni. Maybe something on your menu. But let's say it's not. Maybe you say, I want a three-topping pizza. And usually if you have friends around, you're going to ask them, hey, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? You want ham and pineapple? You want a vegetarian? You want pepperoni? Awesome. So you're asking everybody what they want. You're going to call in, and then they're going to ask you, what type of sauce do you want? Is it marinara? Is it tangy? Is it uh, uh, Alfredo sauce? Is it donaire sauce? My mouth's watering. Then they're going to ask you, what type of crust do you want? Deep dish, pan crust, thin crust, original. And they're going to ask you, what kind of bonuses and add-ons do you want? Maybe you want wings. Maybe you want the cheesy sticks. Maybe you want some pop with that. Okay, perfect. And then you're going to ask, okay, when's that going to be here? 30 minutes or less, sir. Perfect. Boop, click, pizza's on its way. Let me ask you this. Why do you put more work into ordering a pizza than you do getting clear on what you want in life? You actually put more work into ordering what you want on your pizza than you, than you have for deciding what you want out of life. And that's what I mean by get clear of what you want. You can actually ask in these 80 to 100 years, but by the time we're 80, we're probably gonna live to 110. You can actually ask, Whatever you want, you can ask for that. Whatever you want, but actually get clear on exactly what you want because from this point on, when you know exactly what you want, and as Oprah says, the sooner you get clear on what you want, the sooner you can go about getting it. It's as true as life is, it's as true as the universe is. And the reason why this was in this order is because now I can go backwards and show you guys the story of 
my lessons that I would tell my younger self. A, get clear on what you want out of life. Because when you get clear, you can achieve that by understanding compound interest. By understanding that if you know what you want and you successfully show up every single day and just invest a little bit, it doesn't have to be 24 hours, put a little bit towards that, eventually the momentum will push you along the way. And eventually it gets easier and easier. Along the way of this journey, how you can make the right decisions is trusting your gut. You're going to trust your gut on three things, your passion, your talent, and your dreams. Trust your gut on what you're passionate about. Trust your gut on what you're great at. And trust your gut that you, you're allowed to dream whatever you want to dream. Don't take the shortcuts along the way because easy come, easy go. You're not just going to value it. And then the last part to really put the sugar, the, the, the sugar on life, the cherry on top, get your money right. Understand the difference between cash and cash flow. If you guys want to know more about cash and cash flow, please check out the baby budget. I believe that's actually episode 18 or 19. If you guys want to know how to maximize the time and understand how to chase and build passion, dreams, family, whatever you want to choose, that's episode 19. If you guys want to know how high achievers, world-class athletes and performers do it, that's what we do on this show. This is the Cash Leads Podcast where we break down the sport of money and we talk to high performers, world-class achievers who are just like you. The Cash These Podcast is brought to you by Boost CBD. If you want a shortcut, just kidding, not the shortcut. If you want the supplement, if you want something to help get you there, Boost CBD. We make cannabis products for people who don't like getting high, utilizing CBD for performance and recovery, instant recovery and ultra performance. Hashtag Senzu Bean. This show cannot come to life without the Asian Avengers. I got one half of them here, Brian Pham. This is episode 28. I'm out. Profit on a $6,000 investment would be upwards of $60,000. Damn, I'm good.